Um, so today we are going to look at strings, okay, in uh, Python and what we can do with strings. So Python is very good at uh, natural language processing or, or looking at text and understanding it. So there's a lot of powerful stuff that you can do with strings inside of uh, Python. So it's important that we learn these string methods well. Um, so to get going with strings, um, we are going to first look at um, the string structure, okay, and, and how a string is actually made up. Then we're gonna look at how we can iterate over strings because at the end of the day, a string is really just like a list. Um, we're gonna look at string slicing, okay, and how we can break strings up into pieces. Uh, we're gonna look at the operators and methods that we can actually use on strings. Uh, we're gonna look at some of the parsing that we can do with strings and the formatting. So again, some powerful things you can do there in Python. And then how we can debug some common issues with strings. So I am going to um, start with just some examples here. Um, and we will, and we will continue. I'm just catched up on chat here. So sorry, where are the notes on black? Uh, yeah, the notes are on Blackboard, but they're also in this live stream. If you refresh the page, you'll see the notes come up. It's because I uploaded them after I started the live stream. Uh, internet's out to five. All right, well, you're having <laughs> worse issues than I am, I guess. I don't know. We're all having technical difficulties today. Um, okay, and Kyle, you got them. Perfect. All right, so... Going on from after the agenda here, uh, we have string structure. Okay, so strings, like I said, are sort of like a, a list. They're, they're actually just a sequence of characters, okay? So you can access uh, the characters one at a time with the bracket operator, just like you would access something in a list. So if we have a string, for example, I'll create a string here um, as we have in the example, and we'll say uh, my string is equal to banana. Um, then we can do a print, uh, my string at a position in the string. So position zero is the first position because arrays are, or lists are zero index based, meaning the positions in an, a list are starting at zero position, one position, two position. Um, so if we say string at zero, um, we can print out that first letter in the string. So we get B here. I can zoom this a bit so you can hopefully see the console a little bit. Um, so I get string at zero, I get uh, B, okay? Uh, if I say string at two, I'm gonna get the N, right? Because that's the third position, but it's, or, so that's the third character, but it's in the second position because this is position zero, position one, position two, right? So string at two, we'll get N, okay? So um, Everything's offset by one, starting at zero, right, uh, for positions, and you can access individual characters at these different positions, just like we can manipulate lists in Python. Um, you can get the number of characters in a string, okay, uh, using the length function. So there's a built-in function in Python called length, uh, which will give us the length of a list, or in this case, the length of a string, because a string is a list of characters. Um, so if I just wrap my string in length, and print that out, then I get uh, how long my string is. So it's six characters. Um, again, I'm calling a function inside of the print method here, so that might be a little confusing. If you want, we could say my string length is equal to uh, the length of my string. And then I can print out down here. Uh, instead of all this, we can just say my string length. If I run that, we get six. 
Um, so that's how you would um, manage strings uh, for individual characters or, or how they actually sort of work. Um, now, what is string iteration? So since a string is like a list, it's just a bunch of characters, um, we can actually loop through them or iterate through them. Um, so uh, a string loop would look very much like um, any other loop would look. You just have to use one of the traversal loop methods. So in this case, we'll use the while loop and we could say, uh, we'll do the example in the notes because the index is equal to zero. So we start at zero as a counter. Uh, we say while our index is less than the length of our string. So in this case, my string. Okay. Um, then while, while our index is still less than the length of our string, we're gonna say, uh, the letter in our string is equal to uh, the name of the string at the index. So starting at zero. Um, and then, oh, sorry, not, not at zero, but at index, which is already set to zero to start. Um, and then we can print out that letter. And then we can say, whoops. And then we can say um, index equals index plus one. And that'll print out each individual letter in our string, B-A-N-A-N-A. -A -A. Apparently I spelled banana wrong. <laughs> no, I spelled it right. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Banana, all right, B-A-N-A-N-A, -A -A. banana. Um, so that's looping through the string because what we're doing is we're starting at uh, zero index on the string and we're doing a while loop that loops over and over and over until we get to the length of our string, which in this case is six. So while index is less than six, it's gonna print out each character, right? Because index starts at zero, so it gets zero, one, two, three, four, and five, which is six characters, right? Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six characters. Um, and then once it gets to, the index gets to seven, seven, uh, uh, or sorry, once the index gets to six, so there's no sixth index, right? Because the last, the sixth character in the string is actually the fifth index. So once it gets to six, it'll say that six is no longer less than the length of the string, which is six, it's actually equal. So this will stop and it won't let it loop anymore. Okay, um, we can also uh, loop like this. So you could say for uh, letter in uh, my string. Okay, and then we could just print out the letter. This would be a, an easier way to do it. And it'll just go through all the letters in my string and assign them to this temporary variable letter and then we'll print them out. So if I do that, I get banana twice now because I'm doing the string print twice. So if I get rid of this, get rid of the index, and we can run it like that. And there's my string printed out each letter at a time. Okay, so that is iterating on strings. Next up, we can slice strings. So if we just want a segment of a string, uh, it's called a slice, and we can just select a slice similar to how we would select a character. So when we're selecting a single character, we just say the exact position that we want, which is what I showed you at the start. But if we wanna actually take a chunk of the string out at once, we could use a slice. So if our string is uh, banana, and we wanna take a slice of banana, we can say my string slice, is equal to, um, and then you would go the name of the string, so my string, and then in square brackets, instead of specifying just a single position, we're gonna specify a uh, start and stop position. So we're gonna say, let's say position two, uh, colon to position four. And then if we print out the string slice, my string slice, 
we get na okay so b a n a n a oh, that could be a little confusing uh, let's try a different uh, uh pineapple is that how you spell pineapple sure um just so we don't have repeating letters here okay so we get na again look at that so um two and four so from position two zero one oops zero one two so from the n to position four so position three and position four so it stops before the last number but it starts at the first number so that's something to remember so it'll print out position two and position three but it doesn't print out position four so this is position two which is n and the position three which is a so it prints out n a and that's the slice that you get from the string so if i wanted to say get all the way to uh the end of the string i could say um print out from two till the end if you leave one side blank it'll go all the way to the end an apple same as if i were to leave this side blank and then just go to say the third position because it won't print out the fourth then i get pina zero one two three third position all right um maybe i just want the word apple so then i could say zero one two so position three to the end of the string apple okay um, and then if you want to um, so if we wanted to get the full uh, let, let's just say we want the word the full pina p-i-n-a um, then we would have to say that we go from the start to position uh, zero one two three position four because it won't print the fourth position but it will print uh, position zero one two and three so i run it like that and we get pina okay so that's how you can slice strings um and just get chunks of your string out um what do we got here for questions hello zeal um Okay, no questions, good. Um, so on to string operators and methods. So what we can do with uh, look for characters that are either in a string or we can find characters in a string. Uh, we can also do a comparison operator to compare two or more strings. Uh, there's also some special method operators like upper where we can actually make a whole string uppercase or lower, make a whole string lowercase. If you look in the Python documentation under string methods, there's a whole bunch of different methods you can use on strings. Uh, but I'll just give you a couple uh, basic examples of string methods. So if we wanted to check if there's a letter in our string, we could say print. Um, and let's look for the letter A uh, in and then whatever your string is. So banana. Okay. Uh, if we run that, it's going to say true. There is an A in banana. Okay. Another thing we could do is we could say print uh, seed. in i don't know comma just in and then we could say uh banana right is the word seed in banana no it's false right is the word nana in banana yes it is so you can look for single characters or you can look for sub sub uh sub words that's not the word i'm looking for uh, substrings you can look for substrings inside of a string so here we are taking a substring and looking for it inside of this string and we get true for both of these because these both exist. Okay, uh, you can also use the find method, which will actually give you the index or the position in the string that the character uh, exists at. So if we had a word here that's equal to, um, I don't know, 
hello world. And then we um, said index equals uh, word dot find. Um, and then we'll look for another space character. And then I can print out index. If I run this, I get five. So the space character is at position five. Zero, one, two, three, four, position five. Okay. Um, so that is how you would um, find uh, what the position of is of a character. So again, I could change this to be like any character. I could say, where is D uh, and run it and it would say position 10. Uh, let's look for a substring, so ORLD position seven. So it says the ORLD substring starts at position seven. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, it starts at position seven, okay? Um, that's substrings uh, and that's finding stuff in a string and as well as finding positions of the things in the string. So that's in the in operator and the find operator. Uh, we could use the comparison operator. So the comparison operator would say, um, is a certain word, um, less than, greater than, or equal to another word. Okay, so I could say, um, I don't wanna say word is equal to apple. We could say if word is less than banana. Print. Um, we'll say that apple, or we'll say word, I guess. So let me do an F string here. Word is, uh, or comes before banana. Um, and then we could say else if word is greater than banana word comes after banana and then we could say else the word if it's not greater than if it's not less than then it's got to be equal to right so then we could say word yeah, sorry my f's in the wrong spot here is equal to banana and if i run this we get apple comes before banana okay um let's try a little test here so let's try making our word banana but we're going to use a c canana canana comes comes after banana okay now let's make this anana anana comes before banana so what it's doing is it's checking based on the alphabetical position of the word okay so if you ever need to sort like a list of names something like that alphabetically this is how you could do it so you would say so because um like watch if I say this word starts with a B and then a, um, 
and then two A's. Banana comes before banana. Okay, but if it was a B-A-B, Bob-Banana comes before banana. Uh, oh yeah, because this is B-A-N, duh. Uh, so it was something after N, so if it was like B-A-O, Boanana, I can't even say that. Uh, it comes after banana because it's going, comparison B is the same, okay, next letter A is the same, okay, and then O comes after, whoops, and then O comes after uh, N, so this word comes after banana. So it does a string comparison there for uh, the order of the alphabet. Uh, and then if they're the same, for example, you can check if a string equals another string, obviously, and then banana is equal to banana. So we could do greater than, less than, we could do equals to as well. Like if I had, uh, like I could, I could just say this too. I could just say if word equals banana. And then we print that out. So banana is equal to banana. And this apple, it wouldn't print anything out. It would just run and do nothing because it's not going to go inside of here. All right. Um, any questions about that? You can watch from the start uh, as soon as I'm done lecturing. So as soon as I'm done lecturing, it will uh, convert this to a pre-recorded video. So it takes about 15 minutes. Uh, and then it'll, with the same link that you're accessing it by now, it'll be available as a pre-recorded. So you can scroll back to the start and watch from the start. I apologize for uh, some of you who might have missed the first bit just because I... Uh, was having some issues, but you can definitely go back and watch that again. And then the final method we can use uh, on strings is the uppercase method. So here I have the word apple, right? If I print out my word, I'll just get apple obviously, but I could also do print out uh, word dot upper. And that's a method on the string, right? Cause this is my string and then I'm using a method on it. And I would get apple all uppercase. That would be the same as me saying, hello, dot upper, right? So the string actually has a method, upper. And it gets hello, all capitals. And I could also do lowercase if I said like, hello, dot lower. And then I get hello in lowercase, okay? So you can use upper, lower. There's other things you can do as well. There's a whole bunch of methods that you can use on strings. And again, you can look those up if you look up Python string methods. And you go to the Python uh, documentation. Hold on, uh, built-in type Python, here we go. Um, so this is the Python documentation. And if we go to strings, string methods right here. Uh, we can, oops, we can see all the different methods. So you got capitalize, case fold, center, count, encode, ends with, expandable, expand tabs, find. We just looked at find. Um, is alpha, is decimal. So you can check if it's a certain type of string. There's a whole bunch of string methods you can do here. Okay, so you guys can look at those if you want. Um, this is in the official Python docs um, for 3.9.2 version of Python. Um, okay, and that's basically it for what we're gonna cover today for string operators and methods. Um, string parsing. So often we want to look into a string and find a substring of it, which is what I was explaining earlier. Um, and in order to do this, we can use the find method uh, along with the slice method. Okay, so if I had um, an example like this where I had an email, um, maybe like an email header. So here I have uh, data from my email header equals um, 
from Stefan um, dot Mark Quad. I'm just copying here out of the uh, lecture slides uh, at uct dot ac dot za uh, Saturday, January fifth. So this is just like a like a timestamp or something in a um, in an email. So if I was like filtering through all my emails to try and find a specific message, I could do it this way. Okay, so if I had a list of all my emails and I wanted to look through each uh, email document and see uh, what's going on here. There we go. Um, and I wanted to see, why is this not scrolling, sorry. I've broke my REPL. Let me refresh here. Anyway, and if I want to see or find an email with like to this specific person or on a specific date or time, um, then I could use the um, find to find a specific character uh, and then do the slice to get out just the information that I need. So in this example, um, say I want to um, find the position of the at symbol. I could say at position uh, is equal to data dot find, just like I did earlier, uh, the at symbol, right? And then we can print out um, where that at, pos at position is. And if I run that, not at pose, at pose. So it's at position 20 in the string, okay? Um, and then what I could say is I could say uh, sp position, um, equals data dot find so space where's my space position it's uh, so let's look for the space character um, and we want to find the space character that is before the at okay so we'll say at position here is as far as we want to go so we know at position is at position 20 so we want to go from wherever the space position is so that would probably that would be here right to the at position so from the space condition position to the app position. Um, and then if I print out that space position, um, I get that that is at 30. Sorry, uh, I'm giving you this backwards. I'm actually finding, so I'm starting at the app position because the first, uh, the first character you specify after the thing you're looking for is where you start. Um, so I'm starting at the uh, app position and I'm looking for the first space. So that would be this space right here. And that space is at position 30, okay? Um, so my space position is at position 30, uh, the first space after the at, right? If I didn't specify after the at here, it would take this space like I originally thought it was doing. But because I'm saying the first space after the at position, then it's gonna grab this space, okay? Um, and then if I now print out um, the host, so let's find the host, we'll say data, um, and then here we can just use that slice. So at position, okay, um, plus one, because I don't want the actual at, I just want what's after the at, to uh, the space position. And it's not gonna get the space we know because it only gets up to that spot, in, but not including. So to my space position, and then if I print out the host, now I get, uh, an error on line nine. So what did I do wrong on line nine? Line nine, host data at position plus one. 
Uh, oh, I put a comma here instead of a colon. That's not how you do a slice, colon. Run this, uct.ac.za. So I just extracted the host of this guy's email from the from timestamp here on the email, right? So I extracted this string right here. Now you could say, well, I didn't just put that string in. Well, maybe I didn't know what the host was. Maybe I wanted to find the host. So I, I know that the host comes after the at symbol. So let's find where the at symbol is. Once I know where the at symbol's at, okay, let's look for the next space after the host, right? Because we know it's an at, the host, and then a space. So let's find the next space. Now that we have the space position, now that we have the host position, we can take out what's in between those two. So from the at position plus one, the first character, to the space position, and that gets us the host. Okay, so you can see how you can start processing strings in this way. It's super powerful. All right, string formatting. So there's different ways we can format strings. Um, I've showed you guys the F string already, but I'll show it again. Um, but we can also do um, the uh, format operator. So if I had, uh, I don't know, a string called camels, which is equal to 42. Don't ask me why camels is equal to 42. Um, and then I wanted to print out, I have spotted um, well, we spotted 42 camels, so let's say percent %d, okay, because this is an integer, so percent %d is the, the, op, the format operator for integer. So you have to learn what these format operators are if you're doing it this way. Um, there's different ones for different data types. So this is for integer. So I have spotted percent %d camels, and then you put a comma, and then the, uh, or sorry, not a comma, a percent symbol. And then the uh, variable that you want to replace that percent %d with, so in this case, camels. Okay, and if I run this, it'll say I've spotted 42 camels. That's a lot of camels. Um, okay, so that's one way of doing it with the with the format operator. I don't personally like this. This used to be the old way of doing it before they created the, um, well, still, you can still do it. It's not the old way, but this is how you used to do it before they came up with the F string. Um, but since they've come up with the F string, it's much simpler just to insert things without having to specify what data type you want to insert, right? Because this can get complicated. If I had, for example, um, a bunch of variables that I want to output in a string, like the second example here. So I could say in percent %d years, I have spotted percent %g for a uh, floating number, and then percent %s for a string. And then I'm gonna put my percent at the end here. And then you gotta put it in round brackets and specify all the variables comma separated that you want in the proper order, so three, 0 0.1 and camels as a string. I mean, I also could just put the variables in there. That, so I could do camels like that. In three years, I've spotted 0.1 camels. Um, sorry, yeah, I put the string in because it's inserting a string here. This is the 0.1 and this is the three. So it, it takes them in order. So it says, okay, the first thing we need to replace, take the first thing from this, uh, from this round bracket to list here. Second thing we need to replace is the percent %g, which is looking for a float. Okay, take the second thing in this list here, which is a float, and then camels, the third thing, which is a string. Now, I could easily replace this with the f string. I could just say print. Um, now, you would never do this because you could just put these things straight into the string, right? So let's say we had variables for these. So let's say uh, num is equal to 3. Um, flow is equal to 0.1 and string string is equal to 
moles. Okay, if I wanted to put all of these three things into my string with an F string, I could just say F uh, before my quotes, directly before them. And then inside of my quotes, I would just put in my sentence. So I would say in, and then just in the squiggly brackets is where you put the variable. In num years, I have spotted, and then the flow number, and then the camel string. In num years, I have spotted flow string. Run that. In three years, I have spotted 0.1 camels. Okay, it does the same thing, but I find this is a lot cleaner and easier to look at um, than this. Because I mean, really, you're not gonna actually have these here like this. You're gonna have actual variables in here. So you'd have like, it would look like this typically. So if it's not, a, if it wasn't an example, it would look like this. Um, this would be num, this would be flow, and this would be strng, right? Um, so instead of actually writing all these symbols for the different types and then specifying each variable after the string, you just stick them right in the string with the F string, okay? So this is the way I like to do it. By all means, if you wanna do it this way, feel free. Um, that's the diff two different ways that you can format strings in Python. And finally, how can we debug common issues with strings? Um, you can't see anything on screen. Am I not? You should be able to. You guys should all be able to see the stream. I think it's it's coming out fine on Panopto. If you can't see anything, it might be on your end. Um, whoops, I just switched my view here, sorry. Now you can't see anything. <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh no, that was just me clicking around, sorry. Okay, um, you can see it fine, okay. Um, so now debugging uh, common issues. So an empty string input is a common error. So if you have a string that's empty, um, that could cause an error. So um, you could always check um, for an empty string. So in this case, the example here, the code that I'm showing in the slides, um, we're checking to see if um, uh, while true line input, input if line at zero is equal to pound continue uh, what am I doing a string index out of range if line equals done break print line yeah so I think the example that I'm showing here is that um, if line is actually nothing uh, line at zero is going to give us an error, right? Because you can't print out line at zero if there's no characters in the string. Um, so I can give an example of that. So if I say like my string, um, my string is equal to an empty string. And then I try and say um, print my string at zero. It's going to give me this error. 
string index out of range. What that means is I'm trying to access a position in the string that doesn't exist. There is no position in the string because it's an empty string, right? Same as if I was to say like Apple, it has one, two, three, four, five, five characters. So it has four positions, right? Or it has five positions, but it starts at zero. So zero, one, two, three, four. So if I tried to access my string at position five, it doesn't exist. Um, it's gonna get the same error, string index out of range. Cause I'm looking for a character that is too far on in my string, especially if the string's empty. There's no characters in the string. So even at position zero, there wouldn't be any characters. Okay. That's probably one of the most common errors you'll get with strings. Um, and I think that's just the only one I wanted to show for debugging. Um, so that's all I had to talk about for strings today. Did anybody have any questions about strings that they wanted me to address or do any examples here um, before I end the stream? And we managed to only run two minutes late with all those technical difficulties. So I might've sped through that, but you guys have the recording. So if you need to slow it down and watch it again, um, you feel free to go back and, and go through whatever you need to.